here we are. Let's strap in, take some flag, and watch some Captain America. Take Red some Brown flag. style. Take some flag. Yep. What, what flag? Oh, jeez, you already forgot the plot. No, I mean, why would I Full take flag? latent ability gain flag. Man, what a hideous, ugly place. I like it. It's a statement. Oh, okay, but I don't need flag. I'm already on a natural win. Well, I was right telling now. everybody who was listening to take some flag. Oh, okay, okay. Well, anyways, we're just another movie night. <laughs> 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 welcome, welcome back, all you flag takers. <laughs> Latent ability gain. <laughs> <laughs> we're just another movie night. I am Scott, and that is my bestie of all times, Joe. <laughs> of all times. All times. <laughs> so the today, girl with the the hostess with the mostest. Oh, I like it. Okay, so we're yeah. talking about we're talking about flag. Flag. Latent ability game. Now this is Captain America from 1979. Well, it's January, and let me tell you what happens in January. It's my birthday, and you know what happens birthday. in January? My birthday. Birth. I make a birthday wish, and you know what that birthday wish was? To watch some comic book movies because I don't know if you know this about me. Do you do you know I like comic book movies? Did, I didn't know. Did that. I ever tell you that? No. Well, I do. I like comic. I book didn't movies. know that. Wow. And I like comic books a lot. I'm a nerd. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. For my January wish, for my birthday wish of the month, I chose comic book movies <laughs> that we have never seen. And first up is the Red Brown 1979 classic. Captain America. Your father developed and perfected the ultimate steroid. He called it Flag. Full latent ability game. He injected himself with the serum. And it worked. A top secret serum gave Steve Rogers superpowers. Now he can use them to save a city from a madman with a bomb. Finished. If he accepts the challenge. Be Captain America, Steve. Starring Len Berman, Heather Menzies, Steve Forrest, and Reb Brown as the star-spangled superhero, Captain America. He's going to inject some of this flag into his system. Full latent ability gain. And let's, let's just get this out of the way. It's steroids. It's, yeah, it is. Well, in 1979, I'm going to say it's steroids. Captain America has been known for one thing. He is going to tell all kids... Sometimes drugs are pretty cool. <laughs> if you're going to ever take a message away from Captain America, is that drugs are pretty cool sometimes. Pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, let's jump right in because we watched this thing, and I've been dying to watch these. I, I, uh, this is uh, surprising. There are three Captain America movies before the Chris Evans Captain America that we and I adore. Wait, so we have two more of these? There is two Red Brown movies, and then there's an actual... These are TV films. Yes, they are. I noticed that. And then there's an actual one that was in the theater. 
Whoa. At least I think it was in the theater. Whoa. We will have to get to this one okay. someday, too. How do I not know this? Yeah, so this is a attempt to have a Marvel Cinematic Universe TV universe back in the 70s. So The Incredible Hulk was a hit. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Right? The, yeah. the TV show The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, with Lou Ferrigno. Uh, it's a it's a cheesy classic. I grew up on it. I loved it. I watched the hell out of it. Well, they tried really hard to start building a universe of Marvel around this. They used him. They brought Thor in. Ah, I knew he thought it was a good plan. Come on, troll! He, there's a great TV miniseries episode of the Hulk where the Thor shows up. The Thor? Did I say the Thor? Yeah. Oof. I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. Check yourself. Did you know I like comic books? (laughs) I thought you were a comic book fan. There's no the Thor in comic books. (laughs) You don't call him Smokey the Bear. No. He's Smokey Bear. Um, Yeah, anyways. So there was also a Spider-Man TV show in the 70s. Spider-Man, I didn't know you worked outside New York. I don't, usually. Wait, was that the one that we saw that was from a different country? No, not the Asian Spider-Man movie, which, let me tell you something, classic. Oh, I, I, I feel like well, we were classic. on a plane and I need to really I watch that. I force-fed you Spider-Man, the Japanese Spider-Man, which is incredible. He uses a Zoid, a Zord? Is that what it is? A what? I said Zoid first, but I think Power Rangers, I think they call them Zords. Let's do it! Zach here. This is kicking. This is Billy. All systems go. Treaty here, ready to rock. Hey, nice stereo. Megazord power on. Okay. I I was never a Power Ranger person, but I know a lot of people are. But uh, yeah, he had a giant robot mech of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that Asian one. No, there was a 1979 Spider-Man TV show in America. It's very close to being the greatest American hero, but with Spider-Man. Oh, I love the greatest Oof. American hero. That was intense. <laughs> that well, was an attack. I, Did you take some flack? It or not. Full latent ability game. I'm walking on it. I love that yeah. show. Well, they tried to do that Spider-Man style. And they tried to make a universe. They were trying to make Spider-Man, The Incredible Hulk, this Captain America TV miniseries to all combine into one show. And they were trying to do an entire crossover. And Red Brown himself actually said, yep, they were working on trying to get us all together. So That never materialized, no, I suppose. No, because half these were bombs. No one watched well, any of this. Yeah, so we just watched the first one. Yeah, we're going to talk about the first one. Yeah, and uh, I got to say, can I just say right off the bat, the funniest thing that I noticed that... Was that his peenie? No, not his peenie. I actually that was the last thing I noticed. And usually I notice if someone's wearing like a tight suit or something, if there's like bulges, I'm always the first one to point that out. That's just who I am. But I did not point that out this time. I, I did. will say that this movie 
has one of my pet peeves in it, and that is long yeah. driving sequences. Maybe we should get that right in there. We have rules to bad movies that we watch. One of those rules, driving opening credit scenes. Long, drawn-out driving sequences. Yes, I think the last time we had a major disaster driving sequence, I think it was, what, not Manos. There was another well, one Well, let's just say that. that two great examples... Manos, Hands of Fate, and Birdemic oh, have some yeah. of the worst driving sequences you've ever seen. And that is on our list of, you know you're watching a bad movie when this is how it starts. Also, Turtlenecks, you're pretty much in for a disaster. When your goons wear turtlenecks, but you know what? It, 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 it goes beyond when not just the goons are wearing turtlenecks, Everyone. but when everyone's wearing a turtleneck. If you see a dicky, just run. <laughs> just, just get out. <laughs> dicky. Well, this movie's runtime is an hour and 37 minutes. And so we can say safely that at least 40 minutes of this movie was some kind of vehicular. You're scene. generous. This movie. I would say, I thought you were going to say 40 minutes of actual action. Well, not, I mean, e- not even that. If you count driving I, as I'm, an action, I'm yes. going to say. And I'm going to say a good 50 minutes is driving. I mean, yes. Not even just driving, though. We have motorcycles. We have helicopters. Mm -hmm. And we have... uh, He drives a van in the beginning. So, yeah. It's, it's, you know, in huge tanker trucks. Yep. So, it's it's a lot of driving. It's a lot of vehicles in general. This is a vehicle masterpiece. (laughs) Oh, my God. If you you just call it a masterpiece. This is a Maxim Overdrive without any of the fun. We're calling it a crafter piece. Yeah, this, if you like trucks, if your kids like trucks and cars, (laughs) this is the thing to put on in the background. Oh my god. Alright, so So, really, let's just say what the plot is first. Well, we're going to talk about it. It's Talking Trash. We're going to get through it because this is a very easy one to talk through. I mean, Talking Trash. Talking Trash. We're Talking Trash today. So, let's, uh, let's start off the bat. Okay. This movie starts off with the driving sequence. Forever. We we actually stopped to see how long it had been, and it was two minutes and forty five seconds of pure driving credit scene. But yeah, not not even like focusing on the character's face or anything. We, we just didn't eat anybody before the credits. It jumped right into yeah, credits. Yeah, it was just an aerial shot of driving. It was just driving from multiple angles, I think. Yep. And finally, we meet Reb Brown, Steve Rogers. And he is driving a nice little uh, murder van. Mm, it, a it's kind of like, a, I would van. call what he was driving like a Skinner van. Okay. You know? Yeah, I mean, it this was like is a 70s. Skinner, you know, because, yeah, he was driving a 1970s car. It wasn't a murder van because murder vans don't really have windows. And his looked like a 1970s, like, Skinner van. Yeah, okay. So, like the Scooby van, but painted with a little, like, uh, lightning streaks. Yeah, little, so. Little light, little color stripes so yeah he pulls up at the beach and he goes and sees a buddy at the beach we know he's a buddy because he says hey take this and he <laughs> gives him, him a, a nice drawing. sketch and the guy we, we meet this guy this guy he looks down at the piece of paper like what and he looks at it looks up and he goes thanks and walks off now i i automatically said what the hell is going on who just says hey to somebody hey Take one of my drawings. And I said to you, that is an establishing shot that, you know, they want us to know that he's an artist. But what Steve Rogers matter? is an artist. He this likes guy to does, draw. This, this is the perfect, uh, you know, people think it's uh, sexism when you say Mary Sue, 
but guys are also Mary Susan movies. I don't know why people are freaking out about that. Yeah, Steve Rogers in this movie is a Mary Sue. He can do everything. Yes, he can drop. But the whole point of this scene was that they wanted us to know that he is now seeing his friend for the first time in a long while because he was doing a tour with the Marines. Okay. He's a Marine. Okay. So, hi, I'm here to have my mail. Yeah, but he's a sketch artist. So he, he wanted to just give him a little sketch, you know, like, hey, I did this yeah. and I want you to have it. You guys, know? The guy says, hey, I got a bunch of packages for you. And he gives him one letter. Yeah, he said, oh, where's my mail? Oh, I have a couple here. Let me. It was just one letter. One letter. It was a telegram. It just so happened the day he arrives to say hi to his friend and give him a sketch, he has a piece of mail that was just sent to him, and he calls the guy who sent it to him. He gets him on the phone mm-hmm. and tells him, hey, I just got your message. Now, how long has it been since that message was waiting? Right. It, this could, Luckily... It was the same day, apparently, because he is waiting on the phone. He's like, oh, the guy answers the phone. He's like, Steve, I need you. I need to talk to you. I need to see you (laughs) as soon as possible, Steve. And Steve's like, why? What happened? What's the matter? He's like, Steve, I can't talk right now, but could you come to my house later on tonight? And he's like, of course. Anytime you need me, I'll be there. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm going to work late, though. Come at 9 o'clock sharp (laughs) steve's like hey no problem i gotta go see this other guy too so (laughs) steve goes to see another guy and he's gonna go meet his other friend at nine o'clock he's also being stalked yeah he's being stalked and we don't know we don't know why he's being stalked but there's this this creepo in a turtleneck (laughs) following him in a in, in a car they have rigged up an entire street to get him to get off a side road. So they did a roadblock to get him off to go on a side street. He goes on that side street. He falls for the whole trap. And their trap is to oil rig an entire slicked road. So he'll skid out and crash and die. Well, he skids out for a good five... It feels like for an eternity. He's spinning in circles. He's Tokyo drifting around this this oil slick. And he finally does fly off the uh, the cliff. And the car, you know, the, the van, it, it still lands on its wheels. Yeah, it still lands. Its motorcycle flies up. off. Yeah. It has a motorcycle on the back. It flies off. He comes out of the damn wreck. And he's got some strange rips across his shirt. I mean, like, his shirt was ripped. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it looked like, you that know. That would suggest that machinery had come out and, like, cut him. Yeah. No cuts. He just got perfect scissor cuts on his shirt. Yeah, but he had, like, not a single injury. Like, and he's nothing. Like, oh, he damn. went off a cliff. Oh, damn. Oh, well. Yeah. Cut to, he's at a meeting with the guy that he was supposed to meet with. Mm-hmm. Not the 9 o'clock appointment, but another guy who turns out to be a doctor. We know he's a, a scientist of some sort because he's in a science lab from every 70s thing you've ever seen. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, tape reels moving. There's a lot of people in lab coats walking back and forth. We know yeah. this is an important place. His name is Dr. Simon Mills. Yeah, he uh, he tells uh, our lead actor, Reb Brown, playing Steve, he tells him that his father made a steroid, a super steroid he named flag full latent ability game and flag stands for i believe i said it already once i'm gonna say it again because it's insane he says flag 
is a formula that stands for full latent ability gain. Nice. And he made this thing so he could take care of the underdogs. Some he can make people stronger. And he he injected himself with it. And it gave him abilities. And he protected the little man. And yeah. it has he it doesn't work on anybody else, this this formula. It only would work on people with his genes. So Steve should be tested. And they want to test him and run programs on him to see if they can figure out what the key to make this flag, you know, uh, this injection of flag work. And but mind you, it should be noted that, you know, Steve's father has passed away. Yeah, they say, you know, his, his father was a great man and passed away. And Steve's like, yeah, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, we don't know what, how he passed away or anything. They don't tell us. Now, I, I think at this point we should also talk about Red Brown as an actor because <laughs> he looks the part. Not yeah. the the helmet hair so much, but that's just the time period. The guy he he's he looks fit. He looks jacked. His arms look great. He's in great shape. Now his acting, on the other hand, I think you were a little nicer. He he to during the movie, uh, his acting is very very monotone. He's very low talking. He doesn't do a lot of emotion. No, he doesn't. He basically does this. Uh, I don't know anything about my my father. I. Don't know about that. <laughs> I was in the Marines, and I don't want to talk about that. It, but that's he, it. he it, has that's... this like, like kind of like, you know, boy next door cuteness about him. You know, like yeah, innocence he, he, about him. Yeah, he looks the part. Yeah. He's just not acting the part. I enough. don't think he's a very his acting in this is very strong. No, but I think that he he has you know that. That demeanor where, like, he's got that sweet, like, innocence about him, you know? So I, I, I actually don't mind him in this role. I don't I either. he's okay, you know? I think he does okay. He has, like, that uh, all-American boy thing. Well, that's the biggest problem with this movie is there's not much in character and there's not much in setup. Things just play through. Yeah, there you don't really see anything. All you know is that he came out of the Marines and yeah. he's done a lot of... Um, He's done military school after military school, and then he went into the Marines. Well, he says that here. He actually tells them he doesn't want to be tested on. He doesn't care about it. He got out of the Marines. He did his time. He tried to live up to his father's name. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know anything about his father having powers or any of that before he passed away. He has no idea. Um, He doesn't want to have anything to do with that now, and he doesn't want to live his life waiting for the weekend. He wants every day to be happiness. So he's going to drive the world and peacefully live. And whatever. And they're, they're I mean, the, the lead doctor is pretty upset. Well, uh, yeah, because they a, want a super soldier. There, w- w- there's a, another scientist that walks in. We int- we're introduced to a, a female scientist. I think her name's something funny like. It's Wendy Day. Wendy Day. Dr. Wendy Day. <laughs> Dr. Wendy, Wendy Day. Not comes, Wendy. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> She comes in and uh, she she's nice to him, but he tells them all this and he's going to leave. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't want to do it. Anything to do with it, and they're both upset. And he leaves. Now we're not told how he got away from the wreck, 
he hasn't told anybody about the oil slick wreck. No. He just shows up he at just, these locations. Yeah, he went to that meeting that he was he, with the doctor, and he's just like, you know, didn't tell him at all one thing that happened to him throughout yep. the day. And he he does say, well, I have to go meet someone else. There's a friend that needs my help. Yeah, so the I'm 9 o'clock gonna, phone call. I'm leaving. Yeah. He does tell the scientist that. So he does go now at 9 o'clock to meet his other friend. He uh, just walks into that person's house. He can't find them. We have to watch him and walk around the house and ask for Jeff, Jeff, Jeff for a good minute or two until he finally finds a moving chair behind a desk and Jeff falls down in front of it. And but mind you, uh, he he walks into the house. There's you know nothing going on downstairs. But he walks upstairs and the whole entire office is disheveled like there's a struggle or something's wrong. And so, then he finds his friend. Yeah, which I just said. Yeah, but you missed, you you didn't tell them about the whole office being disheveled, oh, as I'm if so something sorry. terrible has just occurred. Because a guy falling down, he could have just been having a heart attack. Okay, you're missing major plot. I'm well, just saying. Oh, so he, yeah, the office is disheveled as though so, there was a struggle. There was somebody's getting pushed around in here. All right. Okay. There's been some shit. There's been some shit. And then he's like, oh, oh my God. Oh, I'm dying. Oh. He falls in his arms and he says, falls in his arms. Catherine. He says, Catherine. And then he says, Steve. Yeah. Please. So he's, so then he goes, and he dies. And dies. That's the end of it. But. There is somebody in the shadows hiding behind a door. Yeah, you see a door, a door move. Steve finds out that the phone wire has been ripped out of the wall. And he goes, runs downstairs to call. The, the people. And I'm going to say when I say run downstairs, now he lightly walks. I he's, mean, he casually, He's taking this pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even shed a tear. Nope. He doesn't get all emotional or upset. Red Brown it's, is not acting here. No, he's just not acting at all. There, It's just very, like, plain, straight-faced. So he goes downstairs to call the police. Okay. Then he goes back upstairs. And then he notices that there is a camera oh, well, on, he, he, the, on the desk. And... Mm. yeah no. the camera was on the desk he actually finds that he sees that before he even goes downstairs to call the cops he goes to find the wire and he sees the wires missing but then he looks down he sees this little camera and he puts it back down on the desk and then goes downstairs when he goes downstairs the guy comes from behind the door and steals the that's camera right. and the thing well that's a major plot point and you just skipped over it no you jumped forward and said he came back upstairs he didn't well, whatever. You're, you skipped over the camera. The camera is a very important plot line here, Scott. I actually Scott. forgot all about it. I to mean, tell you the truth. it's very important. It's the whole reason yeah. that Jeff was murdered. Well, okay? spoiler. Yeah, well, he's dead. We know he's dead. So, hey, look, this guy comes in, somehow <laughs> sneaks past Steve Rogers and gets the camera and a calendar and leaves. Yes. Somehow gets past him. And Steve calls the, the 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 cops, and we cut to two goons in an office, and another goon is like the big wig goon. He's talking to them, and he says, "Look, our one goon killed this guy Jeff," and he's like, "You idiot! You weren't supposed to kill him," and he's like, "Yeah, but he wasn't listening, and it all got out of control, and it was an accident." He's like, "You accidentally killed him," and he's like, "All right, did you at least get the film that we need?" And he says, now, couldn't find it. He wouldn't tell anything about it. He's like, and another guy showed up. 
Steve Rogers. Yeah, well, the film wasn't in the camera. Like, it was supposed to be. Yeah, it wasn't in the camera. So he's like, we don't know where it is. He's like, someone else showed up. Who was it? Steve Rogers. I thought you killed Steve Rogers on the, with the oil slick. He's like, no, apparently we didn't kill him then either. (laughs) So he's like, oh, wow, we need to find out. And you're really in luck because Steve Rogers probably knows where the film is. Now, now, we don't know why we need this film. Let's just break this down because why do these goons, goons I said goons, why do these gonads, why <laughs> did these goons even know Steve Rogers? Why did they try to kill him with the oil slick? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because he's a friend of this guy? But how do they even know that he had sent him a message to call him that day? They were right. waiting for that message yeah. to be picked up. That's a, that was, first of all, it was a telegram. So that's not like, you know... How would they even know? How would they even know? How would they know that he sent him a telegram saying, Steve, I need your help. Come see me they at 9 p.m. They were waiting to kill Steve Rogers. Yeah, they, they, they don't knew. even know who this guy is. No, they have no idea. And now they think he knows where the film is because his dying words, they didn't hear it, but they think maybe he told them where the film was. That's fucking crazy logic. Yes, jumps. it is. It's ridiculous. So whatever. So we cut back now to the cops showing up. And Steve talking to the cops. We got a detective. It turns out that the scientist that wants to do tests on Steve is there and is asking Steve, was this the friend that you said you were coming to see? And he's like, yeah, but let me ask you a question. How do, why are you here? And he says, it turns out that Jeff worked on a project that I also run. And he says, but I thought you ran flag. And he goes, full latent ability game. I run a lot of programs. Um, I got my hands in every cake. <laughs> and the FBI shows up, and they're, like, trying to investigate, too. And he's like, look, do you notice anything different in this office? Now, they're contaminating the shit out of this crime scene. Oh, yeah. They're sitting on the desks, the desk that where the murder took place. Yeah. He's sitting on it. And Red Brown's like, hey, you know, Steve Rogers, I mean, he's looking around. He's like, I don't, I don't see anything different. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been here before this. And... He's like, wait a minute. Why don't you look harder? And Steve's like, uh, oh, now that you say that, I do notice things are missing. Yeah. Get, <laughs> there was get a your camera. buns off the damn desk. <laughs> there was a camera and a damn calendar here. Yeah, it's and they're gone. Like, Steve, did you notice any names in it? Now, that, that's wild. This guy just walked in a room and found a dead body. Yeah. How would he even know to look at the calendar's right. names? So he's like, that that's missing. And now they're not saying maybe the cops contaminated the crime scene. Did they anybody remove anything? No. They don't question it. No. They just say they didn't even say the killer must have still been here. Yeah. They don't see anything. Nothing. Nothing. They, How do they get past you, Steve? No investigating you, at all. You would think that this will lead to Steve being questioned more as the killer. Right. Because he could have done it. Yeah. But nope. No. No, everything's no. fine and dandy. We're just gonna keep getting scenes. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. There's so we just keep getting driving. We keep getting like crazy sequences. It turns out that Steve Rogers is not only a marine, but he's also a what like a expert motorcycle driver. Is that what they say? Okay, it's motocross. Whatever. And <laughs> fuck. Yeah, so he he rides motorcycles. It's like his his jam. And uh, he's, he's really good. Yeah, he's Joe. really good at it. An he's expert. Expert at it. So he always had his motorcycle attached to his, the back of his van. Yeah. So he's like ready to just do it. And uh, 
Yeah, so he goes. Uh, he goes for a drive because he's like, I, I don't want to deal with any of this, really. Oh, and it turns out that the guy Jeff's daughter showed up, by the way, at the house, and he goes and tells her he has. A, she has a young. He has a young daughter, Jeff, and this guy got murdered. My name is Jeff. And it turns out that only months before, his wife died in a plane crash. Yes. So this this young girl. It's like a like a college student, I think. Yeah, she's a college student. She has just lost her mother and now just lost her father to being murdered. Yeah. And they are saying like, they t- he tells them about the camera and they say, oh, obviously it was like a, a tiny camera. It might have been a spy camera. So now they're worried about what projects, why would he have a spy camera? Right. What was Jeff up yes. to? What was Jeff up and to? And so he was murdered for some reason because he was up to something. Yeah. One thing, sure. Inspector Clay's dead, murdered, and somebody's responsible. So, so we're questioning whether Jeff was a good guy or not, because right now we're thinking maybe he's not a good guy. Yeah, Steve goes for a uh, a nice little drive, and he is in his little motorcycle gear. What was it? Motocross. Motocross. His little motocross gear, and he goes to the gas station. It's pitch black out. We can hardly see half of this. The the, the, the the way the lighting is done is terrible. He goes and gets some gas in the middle of the night, and a bunch of those thugs show up. And they're all turtlenecked up, and <laughs> they pull in front of him, and they say, Hey, where's the, you know, where's the film? The camera. And he's like, what camera? And he's like, the one that uh, Jeff told you about before he died. And he's like, how'd you know that? And they're like... Yeah, right? So that basically he drives off. But he doesn't know about the camera or, I mean, he doesn't know about the film. He doesn't. Because yeah. Jeff didn't tell him about the film. He just died. But he just they couldn't back. hear it. So they don't know. So they're guessing. That's right. what I'm saying. They're jumping logic, thinking that he knows what the film right. is. Right. They're when, just. Why they even were on him in the first place is baffling. Yeah. So he tries to escape and they end up running him off the road am i correct with this again this is the second time this time he's on his motorcycle it's like the same hill from the opening but this time he's on the motorcycle and that friggin motorcycle flies off this cliff and we just watch a potato sack person fly down the, the wall. <laughs> he's going down the cliff yeah. he is it was supposed dead. to be steve rogers but the motorcycle goes down first and he's just slowly flopping and flipping yeah he's down fall- he's- yeah. The the cliff and you can see it's clearly just a, a like a scarecrow. <laughs> and, yeah, and if this because this is a bad movie, we that motorcycle explodes the moment it hits the, the bottom. motorcycle. Oh my! It's a big explosion for a small it's motorcycle. Huge. It's it had huge. jet fuel in it or something. It did. I mean, who knows? They needed to make a spectacle, but yeah. they the light of the explosion actually showed us in the background that the dummy was just laying there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it looks so funny. And, and so. <laughs> They're like, oh crap! Well, Steve Rogers is dead now too. Yes, yeah, so we finally did that job. Yeah, we I mean, did the this job. is the second time we tried to kill him. Well, so. wouldn't you know it? They rush him to the hospital, and the only ditch effort to save Steve Rogers' life is to inject him with flag. Yep. Full latent ability game. Had to do it. And they do it, and he survives. Guess how many scratches and buffs he has on him? Absolutely nothing. not. One. And they say, wow, your healing ability is really amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good uh-huh. way of writing that we forgot to put makeup on. Yeah, he yeah. literally flipped and flopped down a craggly ridge. And <laughs> not craggly. A, not a scratch on his body. Yeah. He, <laughs> he He's pretty pissed off. Rightfully so. He wakes up and is like, you mother. Yeah, he's you like, mother well, flippers. Yeah, this is a PG movie. There's like literally not a, a, a swear word to be found and, in here. And I'm doing more emotion than Red Brown actually does. Because yeah, he Red actually just goes... Like you injected, you injected me. me. That's not what I wanted. You injected me. I you didn't want you to do that to me. <laughs> I'm leaving the first thing in the morning, and I don't care. And you're not doing any more tests on me. It's okay. I understand, but it's over. He's like, I could die. He's like, you know, I, I'm sitting here worried that any minute I could die. I mean, I could die. I'll never know when I'm going to die. You're doing too much emotion, that- and I'm just like, you know, it, well. I just think it's funny because, I he's mean, like, stupid, how do you, like, of you course saved, you don't know when you're going to die. You, you saved my life. I'm mad about it. <laughs> and now I'm never going to die. And I'm pissed off about that too. <laughs> but see, I'm this full of flag. I'm souped up on flag. Full latent ability game. But this also begs the question of how did his papa die? Because his yep. papa was yep. also injected with flag and he took to it very well one of and the biggest he, questions i and had so to. he's dead no one ever tells the audience why or how or what no, i mean he's dead so he was injected with a flag too yeah so i don't get it and, and something else i have to question too i mean i guess we didn't that bring this matter. up the scientist tells him secretly your father was a superhero and he actually jumps out he's like what was he what was he a superhero or something that's basically <laughs> he jumps to it but he says yeah and he, everybody made fun of him, and they called him Captain America. Super crime fighter. In one sense, I suppose you could call him that. Yes. And now you want me to take his place? No one else can. Now, here's my favorite part of this. How does his son not know that? Right. How does his son not know his dad was a superhero named Captain America? Right. How do you, how do you not know that about your father? I don't understand it. Captain America. Captain America? And you think we're going to get told any of this? Or you think we're going to get told how he died? No. No. No, there's nothing. We're not going to be told anything. No, they don't tell us anything Anything. about the father. They don't give a shit. At all. What they do give a shit about is more driving (laughs) Oh, my God. Get to the driving We are literally an hour in, and there's there's no Captain America in this movie called Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. We actually paused it. We kept pausing it, trying to figure out how long it's been. Oh, we and, were 58 minutes in. Well, 58 minutes into the motorcycle gets it, it shown. So, so yeah, I don't even remember now because I'm... Jesus. Literally so much of this movie, there's not much happens. It turns out that this guy, the, the bad guy, the main goon bad guy, worked with Jeff. They were best friends. And he wanted, he wants this film. And the film, they think Jeff took footage of the neutron bomb. They say neutron bomb a ton. Yeah. They say that he was a spy and he was illegally taking pictures of the neutron bomb. Mm -hmm. And so they need to clear his name. And now Steve is like, that is not true. There's no way that's true. And... When Steve gets out of the hospital, because he, he's like, it's not true. I know that man. He wouldn't have done something like that. He's a good man. So they're like, hey, we don't know how to clear his name. We don't think it's true either. But right now, the running theory is that he was a spy. And he was 
he was getting footage of things to sell to other governments or whatever. We don't know yet. But we really do know that the goon has something to do with it. And it turns out that the goon, they keep mentioning their names. But we don't see characters really meet until later on in the film. But we're hearing through the goon that... Now, they were told, we killed Steve Rogers. He's dead. And the goon's like, damn, we really need the film. It's really important to the neutron bomb. (laughs) Right? And... (laughs) It turns out that someone just so happens to go to the hospital and find out that Steve Rogers is, in fact, alive in perfect condition. And he comes in there and holds Steve Rogers up with a gun while no one's looking. <laughs> now, do you think the military would be, like, the FBI would be a part of this or there'd watching be, like, him? There'd be feds everywhere. There's, there's footage. There's a spy plot line. A dead body <laughs> has to do with Steve Rogers. And Steve Rogers has attempted on uh, attempt on his life twice now. I mean, twice they yeah. ran him off the goddamn cliff. So they know <laughs> they they should be watching this room. But this turtleneck guy comes in, and by the way, this is 1970s, so everybody looks like they're wearing brown diarrhea clothes. It's amazing. And this <laughs> the guy 70s comes is in. The fucking worst. It's for unreal. Fashion. Even so the, the hospital scene, the hospital location is like those brown wood paneling yes, doors and everything. Yes, and their it's, jeans. Even when they wore jeans, they wore jeans like like super super tight on the top and yep. up to their neck, yes. and then loose on the bottom. So they're like bell bottoms, like two buttons. Oh, in the front. so fucking gross. It, the seventies. It's so wild. Gross. Well, oh. Steve gets held up with a gun. Now he's told he has a healing factor, and he's going to have abilities. And he's like, I don't want any of that. I don't want to live forever. She just left me go. So he's taken this bad, but he's also told he's got powers. So this guy holds him up with a gun, and you think, oh, Steve's just going to be like, no, I have powers, and throw this guy through a window or something. Yeah, he's just going to do some, like, you know, quick quick flinches or whatever. He just gets dressed in the worst turtleneck. Oh, God. I, I, it's not a dicky, like, no. but it's like a sweater vest on top it's of a, a black sweater, yes. turtleneck. Oh no, no, he's wearing a sweater vest that's like blue. And it's like it's white, as I recall. Of a, or like, like, I think it was beige. like a cream. Yeah, like beige on top of a baby blue turtleneck. Was it beige? Yes, blue? it was. It was puke worthy. It was freaking awful. That, awful. That's what he threw on. Now, also, let's just break this down because he fell down a cliff in his motorcycle gear. Mm-hmm. Where did this clothes even come from? Right. I mean, he must have had them tucked in his hospital cabinet. Did the scientist bring a turtleneck for him to wear? And bell bottoms? Some that, provocative ensembles. And let, let's face facts. Let's face facts. Reb Brown is a bigger man than no, most men in the 70s was. Like, it were. There's nobody's gonna have his exact size. I we're know. gonna go. Oh, we're gonna go to that crashed van where you kept all your luggage. He didn't even. He doesn't even have a house. I know. He lives in his van right. by the river. <laughs> so this guy puts a gun on him and says, come with, get dressed and come so with me. So he's kidnapped. Cut and to a scene freaking kidnapped. of them in a slaughterhouse, a like a freezer slaughterhouse from Rocky. And he's in there handcuffed behind his back. No, no, it's not handcuffs. It's just rope. It's just rope. Yeah, okay. it's rope. Because we, we see later. Now, now, let's just, I have to break this down too because it's so funny. The guy who holds him with a gun, they go from the hospital to the to the butcher place or whatever the mm-hmm. hell it is. They have all that driving time. More driving. The scene that we don't see the drive. Mm-hmm. We just see him in, the, in the, the locker, the meat freezer, with three other goons. 
And the guy with the gun that just held him up and they obviously drove him from point A to B says to him, I know you. And he says, yeah, remember me when I, we tried to kill you before? Now, they didn't have this conversation when he held him up with a gun in the first place. He waited till he got to the damn the, the freezer well, yes, to say to him, movie. hey, I know you. Yeah, yes. it's just so fucking stupid. Because there was you like 17 that, people in that car and they couldn't fit a cameraman. Yeah, but you think that the one guy that took him wouldn't have been the guy, maybe the guy in the meat freezer waiting for him was right. like, hey, jackass, I'm the guy trying to kill you. And he's like, yeah, actually, you know, you should say... Didn't we kill you twice? Yeah. I mean, this guy, first of all, Rev Brown is that. Steve Rogers having the worst week ever. Oh, I mean, it's the no worst. worst week ever. It's yeah. like Jack Bauer bad. It's that bad. Yeah. And so. Oh, and, and I, also, may I add that I'm, what is Rev Brown? Like 6'4 or something like that? He's huge. These goons are like 4'11. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like a giant to everybody. He looks big. I mean, he really looks the role. Yeah, he does. Know? And his goons are like so small. Yeah. He can just kick them. Well, that's pretty much this amazing sequence right here is what happens. Uh, he uh, breaks out of the rope and jumps into the air and catches one of the hanging hooks for the meat mm -hmm. and rides it around the freezer. It's, we, it's, it's so comical. We think he's going to kick somebody or do some kind of maneuver no, to beat no. people up. No, he, he just wanted to go it. for a ride. He goes for a ride. Yeah, so and he can't just find wanted him. to go for a ride and he jumps on the hook and he's like, wee, and he goes all the way around. Yeah. And then finally he sees the goon and he kicks the side of beef at him. He <laughs> kicks the hanging beef at them, like full <laughs> cut pigs, and they they somehow hit them and knock them out. Like, one guy gets crushed between two of them. What did you, well, what it, pun did you make during that? You said, oh, it's a squealer. This is a real squealer. No, I, what did you say? I don't even, I said he's gone hog wild. Oh uh, he, he <laughs> knocked two hanging beef things. These are not brakes. These, there's no, pro, like, propelling, like, there's no force behind it. No, they go very slow. It. They tap into them yeah. and it knocks them out like Three Stooges it's characters. Just, just tap. He actually, yeah. well, I'm really angry about this, he chucks a leg, like a, a leg, a whole rack of lamb at somebody, and I was hoping that he would kick them in the face with the, the, the beef leg, you know? <laughs> but no, he just chucks it on the floor yeah, at the guy. Yeah, there's literally I, I no action scenes in this movie that are, like, totally like, yeah, heck no, yeah. No, you he know? beats people in the work. There it's is so no... boring. Yeah. This is what you watch to see how far stunts and stuff have come. Because there's nothing here. Yeah, there's no excitement. Although I will say, there is a sequence that I was kind of shocked. It looked like the stunt people were going to die during it. But we'll get to that. So, um, yeah, he beats those guys up. And then goes tells the doctor. You know, he's like, you know what? There's something to this. You know, these guys, they're bad guys. We got to take them down. He says, well, that's, I think this is where the scientist actually tells him that your father was named Captain America and all this stuff. Yeah. And for some reason, we don't see Steve drawing, but he has a ready sketch. I don't even see a sketch pad. He just gives him a piece of paper that he has drawn on, and he has drawn no, he Captain does America. No, he has the sketch pad with him. He does. It's in the shot. You can see it. Oh, I didn't see but it. But he just all. hands him the sketch of Captain America it in like the mind. full Captain America pose. Yeah. And he gives it to him. He's like, oh. And the, he, he just gives it to him, just like the guy in the opening. And he's like, here. And then he's like, wow, this is great. <laughs> and I was thinking, this better be Steve's calling card for this movie. Every time someone's talking to him, he should just hand him a sketch. 
which yeah. would have been a funny ass that running would have joke. been amazing so yeah he he gives him the sketch of captain america he's like this is great and he's like we we gotta work figure this out you know basically they have to come up with a plan we mm-hmm. keep cutting to the goons we keep cutting i think there's a part where we cut to steve on the beach with the other lead scientist randomly mm-hmm. look you've been run off the road you've been blown up you've been kidnapped Maybe you want to get the message. And they're in a bikini and they're having a great time. And he just kisses her. Yeah. And the other scientist is watching. And he's like, I hope I'm interrupting. And they're like, yeah. oh, that's my like, boss. It was just weird. Like, it was just, it was kind of cute, though. It was yeah, like, it's, just, like, cute, cute little, it like, it came out of nowhere. Pack. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it did come out of nowhere. But it was, like, super cute. And it didn't really, um, it didn't get, like, weird or gross. It didn't have anything to do with the plot. It was just a cute little... Yeah, it was a cute moment, but it was really oddly placed. Yeah. And, of course, on the beach, the bad guys, the goons are watching them. <laughs> the goons are always the watching. The goons are always watching. They're always on them. And nobody, <laughs> the cops, the FBI, the, the scientists, no one notices the goon, the turtleneck guys are on the beach. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a full, like, bell-bottoms yeah, and loafers hanging and out. turtlenecks yeah. sitting on a beach while people are in swimsuits. Yeah, it's so wild. It's so weird. <laughs> weird and and uh he tells the uh other the other lead scientist he says you know what you should really go and ask for the daughter jeff's daughter to go on a uh like a to lunch and maybe you can get some information out of her and she's like that's a great idea so we can try to figure out what maybe we could figure out something through her maybe she doesn't know it yet but she knows some information about the f- film that they're looking for or the mm-hmm. camera or where the, yeah. the film might be yeah and so she's like that's a great idea now cut to the lead scientist brings steve to his winnebago his car or whatever the hell it is his his van and he has retrofitted a rocket boosting motorcycle captain america style that will shoot out of his his van it's quite neat. <laughs> it, and this is where we're going to get more driving sequence. Oh, yeah. Steve's super excited about this. And he also introduces a shield. Yeah. And it, he's like, this is a clear. serious weapon. It's plastic. <laughs> right after he says that, he chucks it into the air. And we have to watch a floating umbrella-like shield just hovering around. Now, we think, he said it was a weapon. I think... Is this going to hit something? Yeah. What did he throw it at? Yeah, like, what, nope. what is going on? No, it, it doesn't Boomerang hit. Styles comes right back yeah, to them. Yeah, it doesn't hit anything. And it, it's flying for a good yeah. couple of like, seconds. It's like hovering, like like a hot air balloon. Like, what is, what's happening? What am I watching? <laughs> he says, it's a deadly weapon. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, he okay. goes, it's also bulletproof. And, uh, yeah, it um, it's it's plastic. It's, it's plastic. Clearly And it's odd plastic. because the shield part, there's the red stripes and the blue star but the other ring, the white, is clear see-through. Yeah. Now, mind you, he has a motorcycle. Work. Yeah, later. He has the shield, yeah. but he has not been in the suit. There is no suit. At now, this, this point. is fifty-eight minutes in. Yeah, we're fifty-eight. We are introduced in. to this motorcycle. Yep. He gets on the. He says, "Well, how do I get it out?" And he says, "It'll rocket boost you out of it." And he's like, "Cool." And he rocket boosts out of the back, and it makes a great. Whoosh, and he flies out, and we get a nice driving scene of him practicing with the motorcycle. That goes on for a good whatever. Yes. And to make it longer now, a helicopter with a gunman a gunman shows up, and they attack him. Now, this is the stunts. And by the way, they also have 
perfect jumping ramps everywhere for him. Oh yeah, they're, the the whole course is already fitted with the ramps. Yeah. You know, like they they're just like you know what we're shooting a movie here. We're not even going to try and hide it. Yeah, we're not hiding this. <laughs> and so the helicopter. Now this is the stunt that I thought someone's going to die during this because the helicopter guy is chasing him, and it is done really well. And the motorcycle guy's dr- jumping ramps, and the helicopter's on him, turning sideways as a guy shooting out of it. It doesn't look bad. Shockingly, it looks kind of good. It actually, the helicopter scenes were kind of scary looking. It looked kind of freaky. They were like, just zooming around mountains and stuff like, oh my god, dangerous so looking. Close. But yeah, there's a scene where the where the helicopter zooms so close to Steve Rogers on the motorcycle, and the gunman is literally shooting at him repeatedly and keeps missing. It He's keeps literally missing. right behind his back. Yeah, this like is an inch behind his back. This it was, was a ridiculous. scene where we were very confused because. Yeah. Steve uh, manages to jump a ramp and jump into the helicopter on the side of the thing. They can't find him. He gets in. Mm-hmm. He throws the gunman out and holds the the, uh, the pilot, pilot hostage. hostage. Makes him land. And at the whole time this is happening, you hear you see the scientist, and he's like, "Oh, I hear a helicopter and gunshots." And two MP guys show up in a jeep out of nowhere, and they pick him up, and they drive up just in time for him to land. And Steve and him have a great conversation. Now, we were confused because we're like, wait a minute, was this a test? I thought it was a training exercise. I, I still can't tell you. I don't know but if it was a test. The or guy was shooting at him, but clearly I mean, he was missing. So I thought maybe like, oh, this is a training exercise. They're just shooting blanks or whatever. But the reaction from the scientists and the MPs made it seem like, no. No, that was so real. I'm still confused about it. Yeah. Because the moment he lands that they land the helicopter... Steve and, and the guy right under the helicopter blade still going somehow can hear each other. Mm-hmm. And they have a full conversation about Steve's powers are badass. Now, Steve Rogers is starting to be like, you know what? These powers are pretty cool. I can hear everything. I can see everything better. Mm-hmm. I feel great. What else can I do? And he's like, well, living with it is going to be the biggest problem. And Steve's like, oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for bringing <laughs> me down. I forgot about that part. <laughs> I just wanted to die. Just let oh, me God. die. So, yeah, this so he's he's upset about it, but he's like, this is badass. Mm-hmm. What else can I do? So we basically go now to the, 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 in the house, the head goon now is like interrogating, well, he's like interrogating the daughter of Jeff, this guy that died. And he's basically not interrogating, he's, a family friend. Yeah, he's, he's like just an uncle almost. Yeah, he's talking to her like, like his, yeah. you know, an uncle. He's like, can you figure out? Do you know anything? Do you remember anything? Can you, we got to figure out this film. We got to clear his name. And he really is just trying to get this footage, you know? And she finally comes up with an idea and it's crazy. And he's like, no, no idea is crazy. She's like, his fishing pole. Yeah, he used to hide things he in his fishing rod. He used to hide things in his fishing rod. So they go upstairs in the the, uh, the study where he was killed, mm-hmm. and they find his fishing rod, and sure as hell, the footage is in there. And there's at the exact same time, there's a knock at the front door. He sends her down there and stuffs the footage in his pocket, and it follows her down there, and he says, it could be somebody. I'm going to hide behind the door. So he hides behind the door, and it turns out it's the other scientist asked, it's, coming um, to ask her. It's on Dr. The, Wendy Day. Yeah, asking her to go to lunch. You know, that they were planning to. Yeah. So they open the door. She comes in, and he holds them with a gun. So they're kidnapped. And they're kidnapped. 
They we, we just don't but see. Well, like, what's like the reasoning? Because he got what he wanted, so he yeah, could easily killed just killed them. You know, yeah. but so he has to go through all the whole rigmarole of like, you know, kidnapping them and and holding them for what? Yeah, you know, to get and, Steve to go there. What's the reasoning? What's even more insane is Steve and the scientists now are waiting for Wendy to show up, and she never does. And they're like, something's up. They they either came and got them because we can't find the two girls anymore. Something happened to them. Something's up. And he's like, we got to figure it out. And at the same time, for no apparent reason, the guy who kidnapped them, the head goon, the big, you know, the big bad guy, he calls them. <laughs> Why does he call them? I don't know. I didn't like, understand I was this. like, I had my, my hands up at the moment. I was like, what? What? He needs something with a neutron bomb? Like, he, he makes some kind of thing. Yeah. He's getting the neutron bomb. Yeah. And it, apparently what it... Oh, I don't even understand. I don't understand. I feel like I missed a lot. But I, I was staring at it. I'm like, I have no, not really, paid attention. You didn't miss anything because I was watching the same movie you were. I wasn't sure what they were talking about because I was paying attention because it was obvious that in the background there was someone on a um an intercom. And I kept saying, well, Steve's going to hear this intercom thing. That's going to be a big deal. Yeah. And I'm like, what kind of an idiot? These guys are like a head scientist. You know, not a scientist, no, this guy. He, he's not a head. He's, he's, he's like a, a businessman. He's smart. Yeah. Why would he be this stupid to have the intercom in the background? Right. Why would he even use his like real voice? away his Why location. Why would he call them? Yeah. So he, he basically, Steve, I'm right. Steve hears the intercom and says, you know what? It's something about oil. So he's like, we got to go and get the uh, the oil. Mm-hmm. He's like, Some, oh, something about, we got to figure out what, what does that mean to you guys? And they say, hey, Jeff's best friend is a head of an oil company. Yep. And they figure that and, out. And you were almost killed with an oil slick. Yeah, duh. And he's like, we got to so, go get them. But the moment we go, they're going to find out. They're going to, they're gonna, you know, kill them. So we got to do it stealth. And he's like, perfect. Steve, you need to wear something special. You gave me that sketch. And it just so happens I retrofitted you and made you a costume for Captain America. So no one knows that Captain America is Steve Rogers. Yes. And he's like, Great. They ridiculed your father, remember? Called him Captain America and finally murdered him. Be Captain America, Steve. Jam Captain America down their throats. And so we're like an hour and 10 minutes into this one hour and 37 minute movie. Yes. <laughs> he finally gets the suit. He gets a suit. And now we get <laughs> Steve Rogers in full cap gear and he goes and storms the oil place the suit is not the best looking suit but we'll no get it's past a that. motorcycle it's a motorcycle helmet with the wings painted on the sides and he has goggles that clearly show his entire face yeah so there's no hiding your identity yeah, no hiding whatsoever it's <laughs> definitely just steve rogers yeah uh he goes and he storms the base and that entails him to jump high uh crack open um some poop water that's oil and yeah. make all the guards fall and laugh about it. And then he just rips, he gets the head scientist, rips open a couple locks, gets the confidential material. We don't really know what he's looking at. Nope. And he... But apparently it's the proof that they're like... Yeah, we, well, we'll find out later. It's yeah. the proof for everything. And then he goes and he says, where, where are the girls at? So he brings them into like a, a silo and they're in there and he just says, Go. And then the head scientist guy that helped him do that, what did he? He just dies. Think, did he? I think he just did. He have a heart attack. Or I just didn't die? understand what happened because, there. Like 
Reb Brown was like, or, you know, Steve Rogers was like pushing him against the wall and all of a sudden he just dies. Like, it was weird. And so even, I think Reb Brown was like even shocked. Like, was that supposed to happen, dude? Like, what's going on? The head scientist guy goes, it's too late. Yeah, and he, he dies, died. and then he just checks his pulse, and it's like, oh, it was. And we never find thing. out what happened there, and he's like, the guy said, it's too late. What does that mean? Well, cut to, the the oil rig guy has the neutron bomb, and he has it in the back, of one of his oil trucks. It was a big Mack truck, like a big Mack truck with just a bed. It's not really an oil truck or anything. It's just a big yeah. Mack truck, and he has rigged a dead man switch to his body. That will blow up the neutron bomb if anybody... I don't understand. If his heart stops. So if why would he do to, that? So, like, they're trying to say, like, okay, we're going to get this bomb to where we need it to be. And if you kill me, it's going to detonate. So, you know, that was, like, his fail-safe. Yeah, but who? Does anybody even know it's him? I mean, no. Not at this point. The only two that know would be the two girls that got kidnapped. And now Steve and the scientists. But it's so odd that he's ready to die for this plan yeah. and blow up the whole city yeah. with it, a, it, a neutron bomb. bonkers. The, the plot is like, what? So you think this is going to get exciting? Nope. No. We get some more driving. More driving. Yep. Steve gets on his motorcycle again. He chases the Mack truck, gets on the Mack truck, and the way that he beats the big bad guy is he takes an exhaust pipe from the back of the Mack truck and sticks it into a vent system in the Mack truck's bed, which I've worked in these... I have never seen something like that before in my it's, life. It's bizarre, but it chokes the guy out. And it he fills breathe. it with smog. And it doesn't just choke him out. It almost kills this guy. Yeah, like, he's dying. He, yeah. He's inhaled so much, like, you know, carbon monoxide or whatever. He's just dying back there. You know what Steve does to the two drivers? He just opens the door and then knocks him out. Yeah, the door just hits him in the chin, That's and it. they're just there out for the count, but... He has to save this guy's life because if his heart stops, then the neutron bomb is going to detonate and everyone's well, he, going to die. He figures that out at the last moment. He's like, oh, crap. His, his mouth is blue. I think yeah. this guy's about to die. So his friend is in the chopper and his friend, the doctor, um, he, he lands the chopper and he runs over and gives the guy, you know, uh, uh, like I guess a, first aid or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he they saves save his life. And then they look at each other and they go, hey, the bomb squad, the squad is coming. Paramedics are coming. We've saved the day. Let them deal with the neutron bomb. You go and leave. And he's like, "All right." Yep. And that's pretty much the fucking movie. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, he basically. Oh no, the they what, do talk about him the, becoming the, Captain America. Well, the end twist. Uh-huh. This just came out of nowhere. Is they that the confidential file that he read turns out that Jeff's wife was kidnapped and didn't die in a plane crash. He was the bad guy was holding her hostage, mm-hmm. so Jeff would take illegally take footage of the neutron bomb for him. Yeah, it's the stupidest plot I've ever seen. Which is odd because the oil tycoon guy is talking to the scientist that's working on the neutron bomb. Like, so is he building it off the plans that he was taking pictures of? I don't know. And he made a neutron bomb for himself? I mean, I guess, how do you make a bomb based on just photographs? I guess he took photos of the the, the plans, but he was already building the neutron bomb when we saw them. He didn't need the footage. 
I didn't understand. I know, any no, of it's that. weird. It's like it was a night. It was like a bomb that like I- IKEA made yeah, or something. I, like <laughs> here's the instructions in in pictures. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> just putting them together. I'm just guessing at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. it. So he's stupid. Captain America now, and that's it. And that's it. And, and then it just ends, and we're like, okay, well, that's a thing. And then you told me after that there is a part two, and so now I'm going to be sitting through that. <laughs> Let's go see it. And you know what? The name of the movie's great. It's it called Death, Death Too Soon. Too Soon. And I gotta say, Death is too soon. Yeah. For Red Brown is Steve Rogers wanted to die, and so I'm really interested. Oh, I just had something amazing spoiled for me. Anyway. All right, let's go see this second yep, part now. I shouldn't have looked. In Captain America 2, the U.S. government calls on Steve Rogers to help uncover a sinister plot against the United States by one of the world's deadliest criminals. Miguel, the revolutionary? In his quest for world domination, this man plans on holding the United States hostage. Yeah. In two days, we'll have enough of Dawson's aging compound to affect that entire city. He's demanding $1 billion immediately. Or he'll spread a chemical through a major American city, a chemical that will cause rapid aging. This is a job for Captain America. Reb Brown. Christopher Lee, Connie Selica, and Len Berman star in this high-flying action-adventure tale as America's greatest hero battles against overwhelming odds in Captain America 2, Death Too Soon. Oh my God, we're back. The pain, the pain of what we've just done to ourselves is, is over. We just sat through two Red Brown Captain America films. And I was thinking, this second one is stepping it up in all the right ways. But man, did it also step down in all the wrong ways. Right off the bat, we should have known there was a problem when we recapped on the same driving sequence that we saw in the first one. Right there, I should have known there was a problem. And even though this one stars classic actor Christopher Lee God, Christopher such a Lee. throwaway role who in the world would think of looking for the famous terrorist Miguel inside an American penitentiary okay this one actually has action they actually have scenes of him beating people up I mean barely not less dri- less driving, more beating up. Oh, there's plenty of driving. There's still plenty of driving. Uh, Christopher Lee is, of course, the villain in this one. I'm barely awake, you guys. I, I can't even take anymore. <laughs> I can't even. I I have like one eye open right now. Um, Christopher Lee is the villain. What I'm get what I gathered from the plot, I could tell yes, you. Yes, please I'll just, tell us. I I don't even think anything I'm about to say is correct. But well, let's make sure this time. You go to the lab and you get the professor to give the biggest dogs an overdose of the aging compound and then you let them loose in the corridor. So apparently Christopher Lee is, he has some kind of a medical condition that's causing him to, uh, he's not, he's not going to make it long. And um, he decides that he has some kind of bioweapon or whatever, some kind of serum that 
ages, that speeds up the aging process by 37 days per hour. So as the hours go by, a human being or an animal is actually aging 37 days per hour. So why he's testing this on a small town, on farm animals and human beings, um, I don't understand what the end result is going to be. I'm still trying to figure that out. I I mean, ultimately, I would think that this serum would kill him faster. Because it isn't, it's a, it's a speedy age, aging serum. The only reason we think that he's dying is because I think there's a part where the, the, the good guy scientist says, I believe he's dying. And I think we just grabbed onto it. I don't know okay, if it's true. It seems like he's he's not dying. I don't know it what seems it's... like he's just using it as a biological weapon. Yeah, he's like holding people hostage and he has the antidote. I think he wants money or something yeah he can give people the antidote he's charging people money for the antidote which i think is insane because how would the fbi and cia and all these agencies not have caught up with him at this point and i mean literally charging money for the antidote well no he's holding hostage but he's hiding in plain sight they're holding like a jail cell uh it's like a prison in a small town he's holding the whole town like basically hiding out there they've they're basically holding the townsfolk hostage yeah to pretend that they don't know anything because they're also scared thinking about staying a few days and checking into the boarding house well there's not much in this town to interest a stranger i suggest you try greenwood much more to see greenwood's a dump yeah um it it the plot was just it was just jumbled hot mess and the, the i think the movie just moved way too slow for me um i didn't find anything entertaining there's a new love interest for cap and uh she didn't do nothing for me either they kind of just didn't say anything about putting connie selica in this movie in place of the last actress who played dr wendy day yeah which is funny because it came out the same year yeah, it's really odd. It's it's a strange one. I thought Cap's suit looked better. I actually thought uh, it opened a little better. There's some great stuff. Red Brown's actually acting better. He uh, does some great stuff in the opening where he's taking care of older people who are getting mugged, and he's like caring about them. And it's like a lot more plot about him painting. And it's they tried a little bit more stuff. There's also a lot of him kicking people's butts i mean like jumping through boxes doing insane stuff yeah this is equal parts civilian equal parts you know captain the civilian america civilian parts are really bad the civilian parts are are so slow and uh i just wanted to get through it but according to the synopsis on this so just so i'm correct with this nonsense i'm spewing out because i'm so tired um <laughs> when <laughs> When, when, you know, Simon is looking, Dr. Simon is looking for a missing scientist, um, he suspects that Miguel, who is Christopher Lee, has um, kidnapped the scientist and is using him to make it this bioweapon or yeah. whatever. Um, but we are unclear as to, like, I mean, is his motivation just money? I mean, it's I, so stupid. I'm a little baffled on all of it because it all just started getting so dull. 
that you kind of didn't care. There's a whole plot line of the the good guy scientists uh, practicing the trying to make the antidote themselves. They're yeah. aging a uh, like a, a cougar or a mountain lion, and it's a growing really quick, so they know it's true. There's a weird spot where they gas a town with a uh, a smile logo, which is one of the funniest parts. Is they they write smile in a uh, you know cloud writing, mm-hmm. sky writing, yeah. and a guy goes, "It's a smilf." I'm like, what a fucking oh idiot. God. We just kept going, someone say Smilf? I'm like, oh my God. What? I mean, the bo- the bottom line and the long and short of this is that Miguel, who's Christopher Lee, he um, basically holds the town hostage and threatens to yeah. basically pour the chemical all over the town unless he gets money. Well, he's saying all over the world because he drops it on that little city. Right. He's only holding the hostage, the town, to hide out there. Yeah, he's hiding They're out. They're basically hiding in the... the um, prison in the town yeah he's got the scientists working there mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of goons holding the entire town and they're testing it on some of the animals yeah yeah i mean there's nothing really to talk about i just i mean i just think things stepped up and the rest stepped down there's like, more action in this there one are some driving again there's a lot of uh, reusing of the shield throw which is just yeah. The worst piece of plastic. It, is it so looks bad. terrible. It looks like a flying contact lens. Yeah. It's just really, really terrible. I mean, the the best scene in the movie for me um, was basically when Cap has a showdown with Miguel, and oh. he, you know, Miguel throws the chemical at Cap, and he intercepts with the shield by throwing the shield at the chemical in midair, and it explodes and lands all over Christopher Lee. You didn't expect to fool an old jungle fighter with a boomerang trick like that, did you? (gasps) Who then starts aging rapidly and then just dying. But you know what? I was disappointed because they did not do the House on Haunted Hill kind of thing where he just turned into a skeleton. I wish. (laughs) He really should. I was like, oh, man, come on. Come on. I mean, I know it was a, a TV movie. So they probably couldn't do a lot of gore and stuff, but yeah. they, they, that was it. Oh my God, I got nothing. There's so many scenes again of the motorcycle jumping out of the back of his truck. Mm-hmm. Just, it just kept shooting out rocket speed. There's a great funny ass moment of fighting where he just decides to beat up like a cocaine. He like takes out a cocaine uh, deal or something mm-hmm. and he goes to the shipyard and just beats these workers up. He <laughs> jumps through boxes like a cartoon character. Oh my god! He runs up a, a crane just so he can drop j- back down and beat up a guy driving the crane who's watching them the whole time. He could have just walked up. He could have just there. walked up to the driver's side of the crane it's and just hit wild. him. But like, no, we have to talk about the best scene in the whole movie was the hang glide yes. motorcycle yes. scene where he literally whips out a hang glider. While he's sitting atop his motorcycle, and he's in midair flying with his motorcycle between his legs. Before that, though, he picks up the motorcycle and chucks it up on top of a wall. Yeah, he he, and it perfectly perfectly lands lands nice and and kind of floats down onto its wheels, like nice and gracefully. He drives up and down the prison wall, and then he jumps off the wall and the whole motorcycle turns into a hang glider. 
and he flies all over. And we have to watch the entire flying as Christopher Lee's running in his car. And he's driving. By the way, your super villain. You know your super villain's bad when he's driving the family truckster away. And we have. <laughs> well, a he doesn't hang have glider. any money. He's trying to get Apparently, money by blackmailing whatever. He's got so many goons on the payroll, but he has no. I don't know what don't, the hell his goal is. I don't. Is. I don't know either. He, so he chases him in a hang glider, and you can see that the hang glider is on the ground because you can see trees <laughs> in the back staying still like stationary. right behind him so he's, he's just moving. pretending to move <laughs> that's how bad the directing is on it but then it but looks there like is a stunt where someone is doing yeah, hang gliding motorcycle it looking looks thing like there's like somebody holding a paper mache motorcycle between their, their legs. legs they even had the shield and they had the shield and they're flying in a hang glider and there's an aerial shot of this happening so someone actually did the stunt but it's it's just I don't even yeah. know. So the movie ends with Christopher Lee turning old and dying. Bleh. And then yeah, it's like uh, the the new lead love interest. It looks like uh, Laverne and Shirley. What no, was, she looks like Janet. She looks like Janet from Three's Company. Oh, Janet from Three's Company. Yes, yes. With the, with the it, short it, black it's hair. Not her, and but I like, really Dang. thought it was. There's a little kid. He, you know, that's boring. Like. It, it it's uh, I think it steps up better, but it's still more dull somehow. Like they still couldn't get it more interesting. Yeah. But it still steps up in the right ways. Like everything I complained about the last wise. one. Red Brown's acting better, better fighting. You know, better stunts, a better villain. You know, at least Christopher Lee brings something to I the mean, table. I mean, he does. He's he's got such a presence, and he's like so menacing, and his voice is so badass. And but I, it's just so dull. Like it's shockingly boring. It is very boring. And, it put me right out. Yeah, I times. can't imagine that people back in the day watching this with commercials ever check. They must have checked out quick. Oh, my God, yeah. You had to go through commercials with this? Yes. Oh, forget it. I'd be and out you know, in 30 seconds. Can you seconds. imagine this? These two movies that we just watched came out in theaters everywhere outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. So these two movies were actually in theaters in certain, state, in oh certain countries. That's that's baffling. And then, like, the second movie was shorter than the first movie, and it felt 10 longer. 10 minutes or something, yes. I think, like that. Yeah. By 10 minutes, but it felt longer yeah we had forward the opening driving sequence yeah again. Oh God. it was the it same was one shot for shot same they yeah. just reused they it they reused it because that heck? was supposed to be the opening of the tv show that this was going to be or something yeah i, I don't know oh god but yeah these are these were a bust yeah a terrible terrible both uh I, if i had to rate them both three stars both of them are three. And the yeah. only reason that the snooze fest that was part two gets a three is because there's more action in it and it had a better villain. That's it. Yeah. But And Jesus. death to these movies too soon, indeed. Yeah. What what a perfect title for such a shit show. Death too soon. Oh, gosh. My gosh. Like, you really can't even question why these didn't go anywhere else. Poor Reb Brown. I mean, he's at least tried the second time around. But... I know. But, you know, there's something different about him in the second one. I don't know what it is. Yeah, and I don't know. It, when it was said, it came out the same exact year, which was really strange. It must have been filmed differently because he does seem a little less bulky in the arms. Yes, he, he got skinny. He, he did, did seem a little different yeah. in shape. Yep, sure did. So there's definitely that different about him. Something, something. Di- and the actress didn't come back. So they weren't filmed back to back. 
because the the actress from the first one is replaced. Well, they were released in the same year, no? Yeah, they completely came out in the same year. They must have been like each week. Just come back next week for part two or <laughs> second one. Like, can they you filmed imagine? at the same time. I mean, they couldn't have. They, they couldn't had have. to to release them the same. But they might have just had them on the shelf, not knowing what to do with them. God, I don't know. Part two gets it literally has a three point nine on IMDb, and only one thousand six hundred forty one people have reviewed it. In the opening uh, ten or so, you know, after the driving montage, I thought. Man, this one's gonna be fun, because with him with the old woman, and it was so sweet. It was such a sweet moment. He was like trying to take care of an elderly lady as she was getting. She's telling him, "I'm scared these days. All the old people are getting their checks stolen from these gangs," and he's like, "You go to you go cash it, sweetie." And then he like followed her and beat the 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 gang up that was taking the checks. And I was like, "This is really sweet. This is a really nice moment." Yeah. And I think I'm like, man. This one's going to be fun. And yeah. I did not expect to watch. It basically becomes Walking Tall, where he, like, fights, like, goes to a town that's scared, that's being, like, ruled by bad guys. Yeah. And he, like, fights the bad guys off, and all the, the, the townsfolk are, like, cheering him on. That's virtually where we go with this movie. And those parts are very, very boring. They are. Anytime you enter a kid and... A love interest, which is usually yeah. the kid's mom. It's like, all right, come on. Yeah. This is so cliche. Yeah. Do something different. Even, even, oh, geez. He, like, kicks out the, uh, the, what is it, the um, structure to hold up the thing. The bad guys all are on top of him. They fall. And yeah. It's so, Lots it's of kind cliches. of like a cheesy fun. But, man, does it just not go anywhere yeah. at all? It was it was a snooze fest and I was not a fan of this. Yeah. So let's hope that the uh, the next comic book movie we haven't seen is going to be <laughs> oh, much it's better. Be bad. It's gonna be bad. I, I can't wait to see worse. what you're it's gonna, gonna pick. It's gonna get so much worse. I'm, I'm very I really excited. think it is. No, I'm very excited about what we're gonna pick. <sighs> it has to get better from here on. It has uh, to. There's one I definitely would love to put on to shock you with, but uh, I can't find it. So hmm. I don't know about that one. So we'll we'll see, but yeah, these two, wow, pieces of crap. And I'm gonna go to bed now because I'm done. <laughs> I broke you already. I'm broken on on day one. <laughs> broken. Poor, poor. You gotta fix me for the next poor one. Captain America. Good lord. <sighs> yeah. If I would have saw this when I was a kid, I would have been not liking Captain America at all. I would be severely turned off. Yeah, this is not this is not cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I can say. I can't say Throwing anything else. In the towel. I, I'm out. I'm exhausted, and I can't take all it. All right. You know what? Bed to bed. Not soon enough. Bed not soon enough. Joe, part two. <laughs> bed not a, not soon enough. <laughs> Give me my bed, motherfucker! I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for checking in. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. I felt that the flag serum would give you that one chance, a chance for your body to use its full latent recuperative powers. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue will come through when Captain America throws his mighty shield.